she's got $7,000 worth of parking fines and loves a long neck. He's an ex-labourer that often misses Triple M meetings for a cashie. On Triple M, it's Weekend Breakfast with Loz and Tomo. Oh, we're at it once again. I've done all week of brekkie with you, and now we're doing it on a Saturday morning, Loz. We're into it. I know you're sick of us. I'm sick of us. <laughs> sick of the sound of my own voice. <laughs> no, nah, it's been a fun week. Yeah, it's been good, mate. It's Lots been of good. fun. Yeah. So we're going to have a bit of fun this morning and uh, replay some of our best bits from throughout the week. I know it might seem surprising, but there are some good bits. Yes. Yeah. I didn't think yes. there would be, but mm. they've managed to scrap a few together. Well, so. they've cut it down to an hour. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Gather Around last night was brilliant once yep. again and, and so good on Thursday night. This is so good for the state. It really is. It's just South Australia is a glistening diamond at the moment, yep. and Peter Malinowskis has done a lot for, for us in terms of optics. Like, yeah. We look really good at the moment to other states, which has not always been the case. Yeah, so good. They love to bully us. Yep. So it's great to have them in town and show them what we're made of, show them what we've got, Yep. and that we're not the uh, we're kind of the uh, ugly duckling that turned into the swan at oh, the moment. I love that, Loz. Absolutely superb. Let's get into it for a Saturday morning on 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. So my friend got humbled by an elderly woman. And I think one of the great things about being elderly, and mm-hmm. I mean sort of really quite in the 90, early 90s sort yeah. of category, is that you don't owe anyone anything anymore. You've lived your life. You can be as brazen as you like because yeah, no one, you, you know, yeah. say what you want. What Who are they cares? Do? Yep. You can sleep at night. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You're not worried about, oh, what did I say? No, you've put 90 years of hard yards in, Lots. That's right. <laughs> you've been a people pleaser for too long, yep. Meredith. Mm-hmm. It's time to let go. <laughs> So she was at the art gallery, my friend. She was uh, on North Terrace in between meetings and she just thought, I'll just have a little wander around. Mm. Now, my friend is, how do I explain this? So she sometimes doesn't wear a um, a bra, a brassiere. Right. But just she's, personal choice made or? Yeah, well, she's got really good ones, so she doesn't need to. Let's oh, just put it that right. way. They hold themselves up and, and all that jazz, right. okay? Um, and so just the really good ones hold themselves up. Oh, that, yeah. yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, no, I'm yeah. Just, it's an educational show. <laughs> Mine, you have to fold like origami to get them. Oh, God. <laughs> like a serviette. It's like a jester's scroll. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> just had rolls. Like a subway wrapper. <laughs> anyway. So, but the thing is, right, sometimes even the really good ones, you've got to make sure the, um, the beacons of the pointy bits... Mm. The nipples. The middle prongs. Yes. Yep. Uh, pointed in the same direction because sometimes they don't point in the same direction. Right. They're okay. not always level. That's exactly right. Okay. You've got to do a bit of readjusting yep. just to okay. make sure. Anyway, so she's walking through the art gallery minding her own business. Mm-hmm. No bra, but that's fine. She's nah. got a shirt on. No, nah, that's right. And uh, a little tiny old lady in a, a wheelchair and she had a blanket over her knees and mm-hmm. she just looked sweet as she had red lippy on like oh. it was a big day out. And my friend kind of spotted her and just thought she looked so sweet. And she waved at my friend and went, darling, come here. And she went, oh, does she need something? Or yeah. she wants to have a chat with me. That's so nice. So and good. So my friend trots over and she goes, oh, darling, I just needed to tell you. I've been watching you, lovely. And I saw you from the other side of the gallery and oh. I just had to call you over here and let you know this is nice. that one of your nipples is significantly lower than the other. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend just stood there. Oh, okay. Thank you. What do you do in that moment? Do, uh, you, do you fix straight away or do you just grin and bear it until was, you get in front of a mirror, Loz? She said that was, the being told wasn't even the hard part. It was the, do I let her see me go to the bathroom? Because <laughs> she knows that that's what I'm going to go and readjust. But I just kept, I mean, I couldn't help with it. Like how, how significant was this? 
Yeah, how lopsided are we talking? One was in, in New South Wales. <laughs> Crossing the border loss. <laughs> you need a passport to get those back together. One fix, one variable. <laughs> <laughs> Mortgage nipples. <laughs> So there you go. I hope one day that I have the confidence (laughs) of the elderly people at the art gallery who just tell you the truth because I could never do it. Oh, man, that's extraordinary. (laughs) I've got a mate on a – it's a short trip overseas with her partner because they're going to a wedding. It's a destination wedding. Oh. And I've been asked – It's a whole other story. I know. Let's not. But I've been asked, I reckon, four times, is he going to propose? So they're gone for two weeks, right? Right. The second that a couple leave the country, yeah, everyone starts the countdown. Mm-hmm. Sports bet apps are mm-hmm. open. Mm-hmm. When's he going to pop the question? Yep. And I don't know that that's. I think we've messed it up because I think people now people when they go on a trip with their partner, yeah. they think I'm getting proposed to yep. or I have to propose, uh-huh. and everyone's watching. And people just don't even want to go to Europe anymore unless, because then everyone's like, when is he going to get down on one knee? And what if you don't want to? And that's what everyone is thinking. If you've, if you've been together for four or five years, you mm. go to Europe, it's the first thing. Mate, I think it if someone goes to KI. <laughs> <laughs> like fair dinkum, a mate of mine went late last year and I'm like, ah, mate, he's proposing. Yeah. And he did. He did. And he did. What is the thing about a trip? Why does it have I to be know. on a trip? Because you didn't do it on a holiday. No chance. Because no. no, and I'll tell no you No chat, why. because I wanted to cut the trend, mate. No. I make my own way is no, what I do. Because you've never done anything slightly no, romantic. No, no. So the second you booked a trip, nah. Charlie would have been getting her ring sizes ready. No, 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 no. Well, yes. there's a bit of truth to that. I had to take Charlie down to Middleton Beach, okay, yeah. because that's where we always usually go and we've hung out there for years and years and go down there, put the towel down, Yui boom, couple of beards, put beautiful. The down. Bliss. What? <laughs> Just sounds... <laughs> no, anyway, no, 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 that happened. Like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, that, I had to propose right there because I knew that if I took her to even, you know, like a nicer beach like Port Elliot, <laughs> <laughs> something would be up. <laughs> Port Vincent, forget about it. She think you just got the whole family there in a wedding dress ready for it. He's taking me to Munda? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, I think you're right, though. As soon as it's the... too much pressure. Yeah. My brother and his wife, he's been married now. They got married in 2014. And they've been together since they were both 20. Mm-hmm. So I think when they were about 28, 29, yeah. they went to Europe because her family's from Italy. And they went on this big European thing. And everyone was like, oh, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to yeah. do it. And he purposely didn't do it Good. because he, the pressure was too much for him. And he's very recalcitrant. So he's like, no, everyone expects me yep. to do it here. Sorry, Josie. I will do it one day, like but it. we're not getting it over here. It's not happening. The only way to get around it, Loz, if you mm. are heading over to Europe or something, do it on the Uber on the way to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> and because, hey, never let them know your next move. It just goes straight through. Done. But that's actually not a bad idea. Right, because then you then can you, enjoy the trip. Yeah, because the people who do it at the end of a trip, yep. it's like they spend the whole time right. anxious. Mm. They've got nervous diarrhea the whole trip. Yeah. The, the girlfriend's waiting for it the whole time, thinking he's not going to do it, he's yep. not going to do it. And then he finally, and the whole trip you just were anxious the whole time. And the only happy moment you get is when you're in customs. It just doesn't make sense. I think you either do it on the Uber or you get the flight attendant to come over with the peanuts and it's in the little bag of peanuts. Hot <laughs> yeah. towel, engagement ring. <laughs> One of the other. <laughs> <laughs> Probably cheaper than the peanuts, actually, the ring. <laughs> That's true. The worst excuse for a day off. A good mate of mine, I play footy with him up in the Adelaide Hills, mm. 19 years old, took half a day off to make dreadlocks. Mm. 
to do them in his own hair? Yeah, or? That, yeah his own hair. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> just making them out of hairy sound. <laughs> Pulling his girlfriend's yeah. hairbrush out. I love that. And your worst excuse, please? Oh, I had a pimple in year 10. It was a bad one, but I took a couple of days off school. Two days off for that. Look, it was painful. Staggering. And it's just, there's only so much bullying you can take. Staggering. Text line's blown up. Phones are blown up on one triple three five three. Adam sent through here. We had a lad call in sick once because his mum washed his work jump overnight. In the morning, the uh, pockets were still wet. <laughs> I love the honesty. I love the honesty. Just don't use the pockets for an hour. As we go to Elizabeth, we've got Rodney. Hello, Rodney. Good as yourself. <laughs> Good, mate. Worst excuse. What's up? I woke up one morning, said, bugger going to work. Four months later, me boss rung up and said, where you been? I said, I went into town on a Thursday night, got into a bit of a blue, and they locked me up. <laughs> Hang on. So he didn't notice you were there for four months there, Rod. Yeah, no, he knew I wasn't, hadn't showed up, but I, and then he says, um, I thought something like that or that, and he goes, oh, when are you coming back? How's Monday sound? Went back to work. Oh. So you just had four months off, and you weren't yeah, really... Yeah, I just, I just couldn't be bugging going to work. You weren't really in jail, were you, Rod? No, oh. that was just, I had to think quick. Yeah. <laughs> We've all so faced a criminal record. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I love that, Rod. Took him four months, the boss. To, to make the call. I don't think Rod's doing much there at that job, boss. <laughs> As we go to Jace from Campbelltown. Jace, what's going on, mate? Worst excuse. Oh, we had a young lad, mate. He called us and he said he'd take his nana to the vet. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, no. Nana to the vet. No. To the vet. What's, oh, what's going oh, on with her? Well, he didn't give us an excuse. He just called up a young fellow who'd been here about two weeks and goes, I need to take my nana to the vet. Oh, tell me your nan's a cow without telling me your nan's a cow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's incredible. Like that, Jason. All right. Must have been a bitch. <laughs> Carly and Tusmore, what is the worst excuse you've ever heard? Uh, one of our, well, not my employee, but employee that I work with um, couldn't come in because she just had her eyebrows tattooed and couldn't risk any moisture on the way <laughs> Oh, come on, Carl. No, I get it. You can't get the brows moist. Did you give her the ass, Carly? Uh, yeah, she doesn't work with us anymore. Okay. <laughs> That's that all we needed to know. Very diplomatic. Yeah. Karen in uh, Pennington, what's the worst excuse you've heard for a day off? Um, I worked in the office and um, a guy brought in his sick certificate, sat it on the desk, and it said he had a boil on his scrotum. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, Hell. No. It's, it, and so that was a legitimate reason there, Karen. Oh, yeah. He was an old boy too. I just <gasps> couldn't picture it. Oh, oh no, Karen. God. I love how honest it is. Yeah, that's fantastic. But that's actually a power move. Sometimes if when I was at uni, if you would email your boss, or not your boss, your lecturer, and say that you had diarrhoea, they would give you an extension because they just didn't want to push the, the chat because no, they were I too embarrassed. I would not be asking a follow-up <laughs> question. As we go down to Hallett Cove, we've got Dennis. <laughs> Dennis, how are you, mate? How are you guys? How are you going? Nah, good, mate. Worst excuse, what do you got? I was uh, coaching Mackie a few years ago up in the hills there. You would know, mate. Yep. Um, gets pretty cold and wet on a Tuesday night. People don't want to come to training. And mm -hmm. I got a text message at 7 a.m. saying, can't make it to training tonight, mate. I've got a flat battery. Oh, oh. At 7 a.m.? 12 hours 7 early. 7 a.m. Oh. I had about 11 hours to sort it out. Couldn't get it. Out. <laughs> and then the worst thing was we were short for numbers and he had to play. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. Who we got there, Loz? Kelly and Paralawi. What's the worst excuse you've heard for not coming into work? 
used to have a mate that worked with us would have a day off sick and Google medical terminology and put that on his sick leave. Yep. Probably his best one was that he put he had priapism. What's that? A prolonged erection. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! You're bloody pointing north for a week! Oh, no! That's incredible! Oh, Kelly. Oh, Kelly. You're coming to the footy. <laughs> Kelly, congratulations, mate. Double pass for you. Awesome. Thanks for, thank you very much. You're very welcome, Kelly. <laughs> Priapism. No boyfriend of mine's ever had that problem, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Stumbled across something this morning, was. Uh, heated exchanges, cold stairs, frosty standoffs. Mm. Not good, apparently. You're talking about my parents' relationship. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Not good in Mine a... and Kath are very happy. In an intimate relationship mm. uh, in the early days. So this is quite interesting. So according to relationship coach Megan Luscombe, it is a big concern. What, if, if you have fights at the beginning of a relationship? Yeah. Mm, yeah, you don't want to be having them too early doors. Mm. I mean, you should kind of be in the love bubble for a while, you'd think. Mm. But I also think that I don't trust, and I don't necessarily mean couples in the first six months. I just mean long-term couples who say they don't fight. I don't buy it. I think that everyone on the planet has things that they should be bringing up all the time yeah. to talk about, little bother things that bother you a little bit. Yep. And if you're not doing that, you're putting them off. I think the problem is, is, oh, we don't fight. We have nothing to fight about. No, you don't feel secure enough to bring up the problems. That's what it is in my head. Yeah, so I think it is inter- I think it is interesting. So you do it early doors, I reckon, in the first couple of months. Straight away, I'm thinking, nah, this isn't for me. Right. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm sort of talking like the first two or three if months. If she brings up fights with you. Well, or if I'm bringing up fights yeah. with her or yeah, yeah. whatever. It's like too a, early for it's that. It's too early. So, and, but... You need to have some sort of, um, I don't know, it's, it's part of chemistry to me. If you, I agree. If, if you don't have... A few quibbles here and there. That's right. Just a little a little couple of things, whether it's bickering that can turn into banter or, or whatever it is. Yeah. So in my personal relationships, now I've been with Charlie six years and yeah. now married, but in mm. the first 18 months, I don't reckon we did fight. It was very cruisy. Mm. It was very, you know, whatever. Mm. But she had a whole heap of things <laughs> that she could have brought up with me. Like there's no doubt whatsoever, but... And then you, when your relationship grows and it gets stronger and stronger, mm. you do bicker, you do fight. There's no doubt. I think you've got to get to that point where you feel secure and you trust them enough to bring things up because uh-huh. bringing up something that bothers you with someone is not easy to do when you don't know how they're going to react. Mm. So people put it off and put it off. And then usually a big list is accumulated. And we've all had that first fight oh, yeah. where things start coming out. Oh, yeah. The gates open. Oh. And you go, we don't fight. We've got nothing to fight no, about. That's right. <laughs> Except that one time when oh. you didn't write back to my message what? and I thought you were dead because oh. <laughs> you ended up in Cooper Pedy. But <laughs> I called your mum oh, and yes. everything. Oh, That's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's you a said whole... you were fine with that. Oh, oh, yeah, I was yeah, lying. Yeah. I was, I was lying, lying. I thought right you were going to Leave me. Yeah, floodgates <laughs> open immediately. Now, I want to move this into younger engagements, Loz, because something has come out in the news this morning, yeah? Well, um, Millie Bobby Brown, her name is, mm-hmm. and she played Eleven on Stranger Things. If you've watched Stranger Things, she's a little bald girl. Yeah. Um, she's 19 years old. 19. She's just gotten engaged to um, John Bon Jovi's son. Living on a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Living on a real prayer. 19. Look. She seems very mature for her age, and I'm not telling people what to do. Mm. If they're happy, they're happy. Mm. I'm just saying, have a think back to who you were with when you were 19 Mm. and if you were married to them now, what your life would be like. Well, yours would be Dan Gorin. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, that was year 
No, he never dated me. Oh, right. He wanted my friend. It was heartbreaking. You wanted him and he oh, wanted your friend. It was a real love triangle. Well, so mate. he spoke to you to get your friend's number. Oh, And absolutely. you thought you were in life's win. And I was really upset about it until I saw him play AFL and then I felt all right. <laughs> now, don't ask me how this came up, but mm. over a couple of pints, me and my friends were talking about the boozies and how oh, one's often a little bit different than the other one. Mm. They're not, they're sisters, not twins. Well, you said throughout the week that uh, the middle prongs can go up and down a little bit. The, the beacons. Oh, the nipular area. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Again, they're not operating on identical, no. you know, systems. Two different characters. Lost. Yeah, that's yep. right. They've got their own personalities. That's and then my okay. friend came up and she said, actually, I've named mine. Right. Now my friend is half Greek, half Dutch. Now you can't name your own. Surely someone's named them for you. No, I think she's named her own, but she has a good explanation for it. Copyright. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So she's half Greek, half Dutch. And she says, I have one Dutch boob Mm-mm. and one Greek one. And the Greek one is named Athena. Athena. Yeah. <clears throat> right. After the goddess. Okay. Yeah. And the Dutch one is named Hendrika. Hendrika. Which is just a sort of Dutch name. And she says she's named them so because they have their own identities and the Greek one's a bit more powerful mm. and a bit more assertive and the Dutch one's a bit more relaxed. Tough names to get out mid-sesh. <laughs> Lost. <laughs> Nickname. Like them. really tough, yeah. yeah. Fiend mm. <laughs> instead of Athena. So I guess you want me to ask you, do you have body parts named? So then you I'll can ask just you first. No, no. You don't, don't have a nickname for it. Nah, oh, it changes. Okay. Yeah. Horse, donkey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> those are the main two that I get. You mean Shetland. <laughs> Thimble. <laughs> nah, mate. Nah, Mine I'm... was always just a joke. It was Debbie and Donna yeah. and the last name Dixon. So their initials were double D. So it was oh. Debbie and Donna Dixon. And then, you know. Yeah. Okay. Sort of up and down. And then when they'd go up, it would be Edith and Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> and then... We'd go down Debbie Downer. <laughs> But I think that a lot of people do it, actually. I think you're wrong. Right, let's go to Lamb from Paralawi. Lamb, what's going on? Are you naming your parts? Come on. Frankie the Frankfurt. Frankie the Frankfurt. Oh, no. Oh, no. What are we talking? Is it is because it it's the sort of similar to the Frankfurts that you can buy? Oh, no. Nah, just go to that name. Oh, I don't really know, to be honest. Most okay. Of the mm. All right. Thank you, Liam. It's probably not a name I'd give myself <laughs> on no. Frankfurt. No. Like hot dog or something might be a bit different, but Kransky. you can't, can't be going from that, can you? <laughs> Brody and Hewitt, um, what's the nickname for the part? Come on. Uh, for a boy's part, I was always told it was a wang-wang, and that was before we had the pandas in the... Uh, oh. Place, so that was awesome. Yeah. And then uh, for girls, I was always told it was a moo-moo. A moo-moo. Okay. A yeah. moo-moo. All right. Well, let's not... Moo-moo Mini had other names. <laughs> okay. All right, let's not dig too deep there, but let's just leave it at that. I don't mind it. Matt and Rosemary, Roseworthy, what's the nickname for the part? Um, well, it's not real long, but it's thick. It's the size of a tuna can, so I'm John West. Oh, no. no. Come on. Come on. No. That sounds like a medical problem. <laughs> That's not right. This is the fill-in show, and this is what you get. It's just, you know what I mean? We're not on all the time, and here's exactly why. It's not real long, but it's thick. <laughs> That's what they call it. Incredible.